Daddy Lady, the book club of love. Hi, Barbara. Hi, Vera Elizabeth. I have a twin site on last week's Twitter loop. Let's hear it. Look, I said about parties that you shouldn't spend your party talking about trauma. We had like a whole party where all we did with our girlfriends was talk trauma and it was fucking great. And I learned so much about them. Yes. I learned about their childhoods and I learned, I mean, it, it's we a lot of it. We talked about the secret stuff that happens in relationships where you go, oh, that's normal that I feel like shit. And then you talk to a girlfriend about it and you're like, oh no, that's not normal. And it's happened to me. Yes. And let me share my experiences so that we never go through this again. It was great. We had dinner outside. Oh, we drank, we really drank champagne. One of the girls I'd known for decades. Kitten, and I'm like, Kitten DeVille. Well, do we want to say names? Yeah. Okay. Mona Santana. And then Chantelle Paradis. Yeah. Kitten's friend. <laughs> Kitten's very good friend. Uh-huh. And we just chit-chatted, and it was wonderful. It was, oh God, it was just so special for so many reasons. What? I also wanted to say that sometimes I think that sororities are silly, Mm -hmm. and then I realized I was in one, and it was called The Velvet Hammer. Yeah, really. These women that I met. And Lucha Vavoom. And Lucha Vavoom. No, it's it's called Burlesque. You know, these women that you've been performing with for, at this point, decades. You know, that is my sorority. Yeah, but you know what? It kind of, it's taken everybody, I think. A little while to like I think people have had individual like one-on-one friendships Mm -hmm. but as far as getting together as a group normally we see each other at parties or at shows but to have a dinner party where the sole purpose is just sharing information about shitty ass (laughs) relationships well no I mean we talked about other stuff too right it's just that we kept going back to the show well I mean (laughs) there's so much to learn yeah um like there's similarities in certain types of toxic relationships and there can be a lot of shame attached to that. I know I've spent so much time with my therapist just going, I cannot believe I got roped into the specific relationship. How could this happen to me? What is the matter with me? And my therapist saying, I mean, she says a lot of things, but one of them is like accepting that like it's nothing you did. I want to say doing this podcast, before I did this podcast, I would think about the relationship I had with Marlon mm-hmm. that felt unique. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was 20. He was in his 40s. Unique. I was special. I was yeah. special. I was special. I wasn't like the other 20 year olds. That's you right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was something that nobody else had ever experienced this human being who would pull away from me mm-hmm. okay Uvier, what did you do and wrong to make a him lot pull you a lot well when he would start to pull away I would try and go you know I would try and grab on h- harder and he would pull away even more okay oh Vera I know it's it's I, I couldn't understand it and then were you stinky I don't I mean he my hair was on the floor okay he right. told me that yeah get out your hair is on the floor also Are I you, love your long hair but I then love your long hair your hair is on the floor are you sick I'm <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm okay. And then when I would move back, he would come after me again. Okay, that's nev- that doesn't make sense. That's never happened to anyone before. That's right. Okay. So what's and the solution? None. None. None solution because who would even understand this? And then I read a book called Attached, and this is just fucking boilerplate. Yeah. You know? Boring as fuck. Boring as fuck. 
happens to lots of people. Therapists make a lot of money (laughs) off of this. Humans are not that inventive. They're not that. They're not that complicated. (laughs) They're not that complicated. So talking to your girlfriends, you're gonna find the thing that has shame. Why is this happening to me? Has happened to many other people. Yeah. So can I just say I'm just gonna throw this out there because I've decided after talking to enough people that it is fact. If you have recently lost somebody, and if you have money, (laughs) do not date. That person who pops up and loves you so much. Yeah. I'm not going to get more specific. I'm just going to say that I never used to see this scenario when I was younger where you the, had no the, money? the gaslighting <laughs> narcissist who loved bombs. And I'm like, why is it happening to all my friends now? Because we all have money. Yeah. The stakes are higher as we get older and we lose people. But I'm just going to say one of the most boring ass standard like beacons to a narcissist is grief and (laughs) (laughs) self-sustainability. That person will get in there. Oh, they'll have all sorts of ideas of how to spend that money. Oh, they sure will. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll distract you from your grief. They certainly will, which is, you know, in some ways. Didn't say make better. It said distract. In some ways, though, it's helpful. I would, I, I'm going to say that. I, to- I know. I know. I said that to a friend who had lost their partner and had gotten into a relationship. I said, well, it was probably took your mind off it. And she goes, I would have rather not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to process it at some point. Yeah. Uh, you know, like Florence Williams, whose book who, we were... Who's, who's that? Flowey, um, whose book, Heartbreak. Yep, that's, that was her situation. She got divorced and, or her husband left her. Dude swept in to just, the grief. Just, just shitty ass We already fucking... covered this last week, didn't we? But still, it happened to her and she wrote a whole book about it. She's a successful journalist, you know, already has kids. So mm-hmm. no new baby's going to be on that, on the negotiating table where you have everything and that person has fucking nothing except for maybe some skills in okay. the bedroom. I yeah. don't know. Um, what else, BB? I went to a goth club. How was that? So I'm still unemployed. Yeah. Freaking I out. have two jobs, so it may, you can, it makes up for it. I actually, I have, I have some prospects. We'll see what happens, but. I'm sure you do. You're highly skilled editor can't wait to get back into entertainment work for them producers (laughs) the writers guild is still on strike the uh, studio execs little little blurb and deadline basically said uh well we're waiting for them to lose their apartments and houses and then they won't have any uh, negotiating um leverage to which i say what houses Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) i just hope these are all live action producers i made a pointed decision to get out of live action when i was very young and this is why. BB, what were you saying about the goth club? Oh, so so I have been trying to remember the things that I will never, ever get to do once I'm working again. Mm. And uh, Wednesday Night Goth Club <laughs> just fits right into that category. Yeah. We used to go every Wednesday. Mondays and Wednesdays. Mondays to Control Factory and Wednesdays to uh, Helter, Helter Skelter. Skelter. Sometimes uh, Thursday's perversion. Sometimes Friday or Saturday's to something else. I don't remember. Bat, Bat cap- shit crazy. Cabaret. Bat shit ca- crazy cabaret. <laughs> Oh, uh, so I went and it was strange Why? to be there. Why? First question. Okay, because 90s goth is coming back and I'm seeing a lot of it on TikTok and I'm oh. talking like, you know, fishnet arms and spiderweb face okay. and stuff like that, okay. which I love because I felt very alienated by late 90s, 2000s. Oh, goth, stompy boots. Stompy boots, like, like face mask or something, which was, you know, they were, were talking, ahead, ahead of the curve for COVID. But So you're talking about gas mask. Gas mask and yeah. dreadlocks and that type of thing. I mean, there were dreads when we were doing goth. That was more like 
Jane's Addiction style No, but I'm, ta- I'm oh, talking oh. cyber goth. I'm talking oh, cyber goth. Cyber goth, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where now you, cyber goth sounds so quaint, doesn't it? Have you ever seen the uh, the dance party that takes place like under the bridge where the, it's been dubbed over Thomas the Tank Engine? I'll put up a... <laughs> that. Yeah, I'll put up a link to that, but on uh, datingladies.com. But anyway, so I could not deal with cyber goth. The last time I went to a club, which was probably 10 or 15 years ago, maybe. Last one I no, remember. No, we went to one in Koreatown, like six years ago okay well that was fun remember we the one one that we went to where the main the main room was cyber goth and then we went over to the geriatric room where they're playing yeah (laughs) Susie and yeah (laughs) so anyway so uh, so what are we seeing are we seeing we're throwback retro goth or are we seeing cyber goth everything everything it's just like is it's exactly what you would imagine since the internet has become a thing like everyone all forms of like black outfits were welcome okay um i can't stop thinking about the one guy who had a full devil demon goblin kind of mask with horns like a rubber mask yeah like it covered his entire face wow and um sweaty i know and he had like like a hooded like outfit cape? on cape like, like not a cape but like a, he was wearing a muumuu <laughs> 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 no, uh, and he was just like chatting with some buddies and stuff, and like it was on the dance floor. Did the mouth like, move of the mask? I don't know if it did. Okay, but I asked the person I'd gone with, who'd been to that club a bunch, and he said, "No, like that guy, that's, it's a mask." That's Chuck. Basically, like Chuck the mask guy. He used to come, and he'd be by himself, <gasps> and then he like made friends. And the is the mask, the mask his hat? Never come. Yes, the mask is his hat. Go with, back and listen to the episode where we talked about hats. Yours. <laughs> You're describing a time when I took my, um, I don't know, seven-year-old stepson to a party and he wore a hat. And everyone and talked to him because of his hat. And then you realize that he was your hat. Yes. Everyone talked to me because I was with a six, seven-year-old. Hey, you know what? My son now wears a hat mm-hmm. and he goes on strike with my husband. And the other day we we're sitting at a cafe and a dude walked over and go, hey, I'm sorry. I don't mean to bother you guys. <laughs> And but, Blaine's um, ready to sign an autograph. Yeah, exactly. And he goes, "Hey, were you at the were you at the Writers Guild strike? Because I recognize that hat. Uh-huh. He was talking to my son. <laughs> yeah, he was talking to my son. The my magic son. of a hat. Yeah. So, so you know what? A mystery, mystery devil head. Do no. we? Do we know? No, I'm talking about mystery from um, oh. the pickup artist. <laughs> Wait, Vera. Mystery. How could you not know I was talking about mystery from the pickup artist. Oh, and it's talk about fucking hat. Oh, I know he had the hat. Okay, anyway, we're not talking about fucking mystery. We're, okay, Double face, yes. Devil Face. Devil Face was there. Does anyone know what Devil Face looks like? Doesn't matter because Doesn't matter. it's like, I mean, the way I'm projecting onto him is it's like a furry outfit or whatever else. Like, that's what he feels comfortable in, and that's. Do it, dude. Yes. So it just seemed like a much more accepting, like, mm. diverse crowd of people. Yeah. Um, it was fun. Danced a little bit. You know what I liked about goth clubs, even back in the Helter Skelter perversion days, was it's the first time that I saw men back then, you would say, cross dressing, but men in dresses and wigs. Mm-hmm. And it was like the one the one place in town that I saw them and they seemed comfortable mm-hmm. and they looked so cute, mm-hmm. you know, and it wasn't like it wasn't drag. No, it was some, something else. It yeah, was, it was something else. Something but it unique was, to. Yeah. But it's like that. That's the place where I remember seeing. Well, I guess male identifying people. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know what the terminology was back then because yeah. we didn't have language for it. But hold on. My favorite story, though, about a female presenting person who I assume was male was when I went to go get my first corset of t- versatile corsets uh-huh. in San Francisco <clears throat> no v- versatile was down here I think. oh on w- in WeHo or something right no no it was way the oh. heck out somewhere anyway I got this corset and I put it on and I put it on backwards because I didn't know any better uh-huh. and um I was standing in the mirror and I was like with my goth boyfriend my other goth friends and had this corset on and um this magnificently dressed 
person came over and said, oh, I like your corset. Oh, I remember the first time I put on a corset and I was like, oh, can we get it any tighter? And I'm doing this thing where I'm looking over my shoulder to the back and they were trying to tell me in the nicest way possible Aww. that my fucking corset was on backwards <laughs> and the string should be in the back. Aww. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I did figure it out eventually. That sounds but... really painful to have a corset on backwards. Oh my God. Well, yeah, it and it, I probably looked really dumb. So nobody else in the store would say anything, but Aww. I know. So like as long as she buys it, we don't care. Yeah, I mean that, that was just another like customer. I think who was. In oh there. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, this reminds me of going to I, when I was in San Francisco with the this woman I was dating. She really wanted to go to a gay bar, and I hadn't been to a gay bar. Like, can you imagine going to a gay bar beer like now? A gay bar like like, with, like mostly boys or girls? Doesn't matter. Just like I'm sorry, I should give you the time. Like starting at, at midnight. No. Like no. Launching yourself into no. a dance party no, at no, no, midnight. No. I cannot. Cannot. I can't do that. Okay. I used to do this a lot with my uh, my first like real real boyfriend in college. All his friends, he was a little bit older, and all his friends were gay, and it was wonderful. They would like sneak me into clubs all over, but we'd be out like till fucking four in the morning. It was quite a lifestyle, and mm -hmm. I barely kept up at eighteen. Yeah. So she's like, she suggested it, and then we were kind of walking by. We we're like, you know, on vacation in San Francisco, and I realized, oh, she really wants to go. So we stood in line. Like a, uh, there was a line, Vera. Well, ooh. Yeah, like 30 Did people in a line. they have snacks and beverages And they didn't or? have chairs. No? They didn't have like... <laughs> <laughs> they didn't, didn't have like, te text you on your phone? No. So you <laughs> come back? <laughs> so we stood in line and it went pretty fast, I'll be honest. Mm -hmm. But once we got inside, we were stopped like every... 10 minutes by everyone just telling her how fucking gorgeous she was wow because she she's gorgeous but like she shined mm -hmm. in that environment and just to see her being appreciated that way I was like yeah of course we need to go to a gay bar oh because this is your like this is these she, are your she knew she knew oh, the yeah. response <laughs> she was gonna get but it was like it was just really mag like beautiful to watch her like be the most gorgeous because I thought she was gorgeous, but here she is being recognized as how nice. Yeah, it was really special. So clubs, I was reminded that clubs are pretty amazing. You Did know? anyone tell you you're gorgeous? No, I was fucking invisible and I loved it. <laughs> no, I mean at the goth club on oh, Wednesday. No. Well, on Tuesday, my mom said I was really pretty. I mean, I have something to tell you, Vera. What's up, Barbara? No, you're really I, pretty. I think you're stunning. <laughs> Every time I see you, Vera. <laughs> Uh -huh. Barbara, I want, do you have a second? I have to run down to my car and get something. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Okay. She's actually she she actually is running down. Okay. Okay, I'm back. Hi, Vera. It's hot outside. It's hot. I don't want to yeah. get sun. You don't want to get sunburnt. Um, I noticed this bowl of scraps on your table. Yeah. Were you making <coughs> a Vicky? <laughs> was I making a Vicky? I was. Do you have on a high collar done in? Like an antique English floral print with cotton. Your neck is covered, and yeah, so it's a Vicky, Barb. Have you not seen one of these before? It's a Victorian Dicky. Have you not seen one of these? Did you just make this up? Did I just make this? Yeah. This is incredible. Oh, you like my Vicky? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Thank you. It's a high collared, ruffled cotton Dicky. Yeah. That's sure. Victorian. You like it? Did you design this yourself? I did. I have purchased so many things to try and emulate what you have on right now. Well, I noticed you're wearing a scarf around your neck. I am. And what is it covering? Not your clavicle. Not near. 
nearly as much as it should. Not the sun damage on my neck from driving. Barbara, I used the aged filter on TikTok and it gave me some uh, sunspots and I said no. <laughs> Mm-mm. So I'm making a Vicky. Wow, you're going to have to gram this for It's really spectacular. Thank you. I thought you were stunning before. <laughs> Thank you. Now you're talented and stunning. <laughs> This has been Dating Ladies. Wait, do we have anything else to talk about? (laughs) Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Bye.